Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Backstage Pass Podcast with uh, Adam Wiley. I'm Justin Claypool, and we have uh, Daryl James. I'm super excited. This is awesome. I love talking to him. So you don't know, you don't know the background, but it was good lord was it six or seven years ago you were you were playing that festival with uh with uh, here in salt lake city with the offspring and nothing but thieves and uh i don't remember that's awesome but i had the opportunity to do the meet and greets and to 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 meet the band and at this point uh strombellas were doing very very well and spreading like wildfire through the u.s so they were like, you get to go meet the Strombellas. And this was one of the first times my son, Nick, was like, I get to go shoot a concert. I think AWOL Nation was there. Now that, yes. I, now that I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was AWOL Nation. It, it was Nick's first time shooting any big event. And so while he was doing that, I was hanging out with the bands and getting to know Daryl and everybody in the, in the band uh, and, and then, you know, years later, we started a podcast and I spoke to him, you know, before you and I were, were doing this together uh, and we caught up a little bit and found out what Daryl was up to. And that brings us to present day. It does. And there's exciting things coming out for Daryl, which is awesome. So congratulations for all of this success. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what is happening currently with Daryl James? <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's an honor to be here. Um, yeah, I, I obviously, had, you know, my story is kind of unique. Like I, I was, uh, the Strumbellas were my first band uh, at 30 years old and uh, never played bass before the band. I kind of played a wow, cool one. So yeah, um, it's been a journey for me over the last 10, 12 years in that, you know, you know, after years and years of work with the Strumbellas, we had some success uh, and that success, you know, obviously gave me the ability to start to think about doing other things. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, over the years, as I was touring and meeting other artists, I just started writing songs with anybody and everyone and just trying to like hone in on my songwriting skills and my production skills. And, and as we got some time off with the band over the years, I just continued to hone in on that. And I feel like I compiled like somewhere between 150 and 200 co-written songs. Um, It's a lot. And then I just kind of was like, what do I do with these? Like, you know, I'm getting them done (laughs) and I'm like, they're on my hard drive. And, um, you know, I spoke with my label, who's Glass Note Records. um, And I spoke with my publisher, Cobalt. Uh, music publishing and you know they sort of just made the idea that hey it's it's a good thing to get music out Uh, it's kind of the easiest time really in history to to put music out on the different streaming platforms and so uh, that's kind of what I did I I found a name Um, close kicks kind of came to me kind of naturally just thinking about like the relationship really it's kind of represents like a couple good pairs you know a good pair of sneakers you know when you have they're like a, they're a combo and they work really well together and that's kind of how i look at songwriting and when i write a song with someone you just have this connection that sort of is a lifelong connection now you just created a piece of art that could do something that you never imagined and uh, i just feel that connection was really important and wanted to highlight it so the name came up and then it became the idea of, you know, with this project, how I could highlight other artists. And, um, and then I, you know, was had the, you know, fortunate this to write with some big writers at the start from, 
um why am i forgetting kevin griffin from better than ezra he was uh <laughs> the first song i released was called the house we built um i got to write that with him and the second single i wrote with jim roach who's a prominent la producer and done some huge work on on television uh won an emmy um so i kind of put some singles out with them and then i kind of went the other way and started working with some like emerging artists for my ep called dreamers that just came out less than a month ago um, connected with a hip hop artist uh, from my hometown, Louis Segura, um, AKA Luwop, Lu uh, Warren Frank, uh, who's also a local artist um, who plays in a, a successful indie band called Heaps, and Brooke Stevenson, who actually I met in LA while writing in LA a couple of years ago. Um, she was on The Voice in 2019, and we just sort of continued to write together and put out a song called Always Be All Right. So, um, that's kind of where I currently am at this point and hope to kind of continue to release more music, you know, as much as I can over the next number of years. Well, that's I, really I, awesome. It, it that's is so cool. It, well, it, well, you're giving other people a platform, which is awesome. So I, I listened, I listened to dreamers and I was like, I was kind of like, because I was familiar with the house we built and, uh, you made it home, which I love both of those. Uh, I heard some of those on TikTok. Did I not? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Eventually. Yeah. They're Definitely. there super popular it sounds there man <laughs> <laughs> but um but i you know i listened to the the second track which is always be all right with brooke and i was like i've never heard of brooke because i'm apparently disconnected from my television um <laughs> but it was really really good and then it, it wasn't it wasn't just so if you're familiar with daryl's style this is just for people listening you know, a lot of people come over uh, to to see Daryl because of Strumbellas and because of their success. And there's definitely a certain folky kind of sound that goes with it. So to hear um, to hear a hip hop artist and to hear these other uh, mixes and genres of music that you are blending in all together, I was stoked. You know, there's there's some people that'll be like, I don't know about that. No, it works. Um, and what's really cool is that you gave them the the platform and essentially the voice to do this. Um, so I, I think when we last talked, you were you were working with people over Zoom and, and stuff like that. Are you, is that still kind of like the creating process and then you're kind of remastering or are they like recording at home and big files or how does that work? Because <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Some of these songs, it's kind of crazy how songs, how long sometimes songs take to get developed. Um, I was lucky with a few of these that were written called a sort of pre-pandemic and had uh, some vocals already laid out and tracks done and stuff like that. Um, but with Brooke, yeah, she had to record, like we worked on Zoom and she recorded those vocals in her own home studio and we had to make adjustments and kind of send it back and forth and make sure things were were right. But yeah, everything was outside of that done remotely um, as we, you know, worked through the pandemic. So it's it's kind of crazy that you can do that now that, you know, absolutely, it, it wasn't something like before the pandemic, <laughs> you know, it was kind of frowned upon to write on you know facetime or zoom you kind of always had to get in person and it had to be done and I, like i said i'd I'd trip i had taken trips to la and had plans <laughs> to go to nashville before the pandemic and but now it's it really has changed it, it, you know i think people have learned that you can buy a decent mic for not that expensive mm -hmm. and you can track vocals and um, you can get some a computer and some recording software 
that's not crazy expensive and, and you can actually make some pretty good stuff from home. And, um, and that's kind of what, you know, I've done to this point. I, I hope to evolve my sound more. I want to start trying to like maybe, you know, hire out a drummer that's remotely remote, sorry. And that can send me, you know, I could send him the session and he could play on it and then I can sort of, you know, vibe it into my mix or, you know, string section or anything like, I think, you know, I know some people in Germany when we, when the Stormbell was toured there quite often. So I'd love to sort of tap into that. Like, it's kind of interesting now that you can tap into like worldwide songwriters and musicians and get different ideas sent to you uh, in a unique way that's not done in a studio right where you are. So I'm excited to see what the future holds. Absolutely. That's super interesting. It's, it's amazing how the pandemic forced us to do things in a different creative way. And as artists, you know, we're always looking for that, that challenge to be able to, to put out new stuff and, and then push our, our creativity forward. And this whole zoom thing, like, there's no way I would have thought it would be possible to not be in a studio altogether going, oh, well, what if you tweak, you know, this little part and, and, and what have you, because it's just so much easier to have the, the instant um, ability to do that. And also the non-distortion of what the internet can do. Because if I'm playing a guitar or whatever live for you right now, you know, it may blip in and out. There, there are things that you may not hear uh, that I'm hearing or, or vice versa or, or, or what have you. So it's so cool that humans just figure out a way when there's a will, there's a way. Right. So it's really super cool to hear that the, um, the process may be longer, but not impossible. And that's, that's pretty awesome. Well, yeah, I, I think you, I think you summarized that right. Because um, there is those blips when you're, when you're writing a song on, Zoom, yeah. you're like, uh, you can't, it's hard to play together. You can't play together in the same way. So, but you are in many ways more patient, you know, in some ways you're not stepping on each other's toes because you're like, okay, like I'll let you finish the idea. Cause I can't jump in with you or I have to play with that delay. And you also aren't scared to not get the song done. A lot of sessions in LA and Nashville, it's like, you know, you're here, you got to get it done right now. Whereas right. I think now that we've learned to do it online, it's like, Hey, you know, let's meet next week for another 30 minutes and we'll finish off the bridge or well, that's, you know, that's the second verse. Time, right. Like, like you go into a studio, you go record and you've got the guy at the mixing in the booth and you're in the sound room or how, however that works. I just, you're paying so much money. Yeah. If yeah. you, if you're, if you're renting out a studio and this the guy's has, just sitting there like this, this has to be cost effective, right? Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. Like it's so much easier to get. And, and sometimes you need that time. You need the, you know, you just wrote a song in three hours, four hours, and now you're like, okay, let's, let's give ourselves a week or two to, to let it sort of sink in and feel what doesn't, you know, what, what feels off, what, you know, could a lyric use a little tweak and then to be able to jump on another call and tweak that in 30 or 40 minutes and send out a vocal take is it's, it's incredible. See, that's ridiculous. So I, I, I was talking to Adam last night. I was exhausted, by the way. It was a long week. Yeah, he was super tired. Was <laughs> and I was like, Adam. And, and I think it came up. It's like, I don't understand how people write write songs. And Adam's like, yeah, yeah I don't get it either. Because that's like something I could never do for sure. Mine would just rhyme like I'm I'm Jed. My, I like bread. And it would just be ridiculous rhyming. And so. I'm I'm curious because I I spoke with um, uh, Isaac 
Hunter Page, you know, the, the son of Stephen Page. And, mm-hmm. and he writes really good songs. And, mm-hmm. and well, he's also, he also plays music and all sorts of stuff. And uh, he kind of explained how he kind of just comes up with, with like his writing process and, and how he makes just beautiful lyrics. And you do the same thing. Now, you made a video on one of them, and I'm trying to remember which one it was that involved this. I think it was the Stanley Cup and hockey. Oh, and now you're speaking my language. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. And I'm by in. The, by the way, I'm drinking Tim Horton's coffee. I'm just letting oh. you out of my Elven cup. <laughs> and uh, Perfect. I love Tim Horton's coffee, sort of. Okay, not really. <laughs> you love Tim Horton's coffee this early in the morning. I do. This early in the morning is fine. Later on, it just has, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but we're not here to talk coffee. Um, <laughs> so as far as like your writing process, how do you, like, I don't understand from your like creative point, like Adam can write a screenplay, right? I can do that. And that I can do really good at that. And you write music and you write beautiful lyrics. And I don't understand, I I don't understand where like the inspiration comes from or where you find continually things to write about. Is it everyday things or is it things you are trying to like write into existence or, or emotionally connected? Please Daryl explain. (laughs) Please. (laughs) We are novice. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think it's a combination of all that. Like, you know, I remember at one time I saw a street sign that had, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head. It was uh, um, something to do about like dancing. And that inspired a song to, um, you know, I think the, the one benefit of writing with others is you can kind of draw on both experiences. A lot of what sessions are is you kind of come in in the first hour is just chatting about life what's going on? What's here? Where are you going musically? You know, do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a boyfriend, family, kids, you know, sickness, whatever. And as you talk about that in that first hour, all of a sudden it can just be like, Oh, that's I've, I can relate to that. And then Mm. it it really just is spawned from something that simple. Um, Sometimes you also have just an idea coming into a session. You're like, I would love to talk about this. How do you guys feel? Uh, about this topic and 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 because I'm going through this right now is it something that you've gone through so it really can be as easy as seeing something on the way to the session that sparked an idea to uh, I would say mainly it's just that first hour of every single session it's just I ask as many questions as possible and try to find out as much about their life and what they're going through and how they're going through it and um, you know, a lot of it's relatable, like even if you're in a new relationship with someone or have a friend, new friendship with someone, you know, if I'm older or younger, those the same principles and the same sort of feelings and emotions and everything you go through are very similar. Um, so it's like sometimes it's fun writing with someone younger because they're kind of going through maybe a certain emotion that you've already been through. So you can kind of like mm. help guide that sort of idea or you can compliment Absolutely. what it's been through um, and vice versa. When I've written with people older or have been through different things than me, um, you know, you just sort of try to feed on each other that way. Um, but the lyric game, you know, it, it's it's just like anything. It's a lot of work in melodies like it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot yeah. of 
a lot of uh, rejection, like a lot of ideas, you know, go to my wife early on or some close <laughs> friends early on that are like, sure. eh, I, I do. I do sure. Adam, Adam shoots me down a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean it's it's creative process, man. No, I, I'm not I, meaning I to shoot it. you down. I'm meaning to uh, try to steer the idea into a direction that will be able to be seen by masses instead of a finite group. So I had a wonderful idea while being super tired last night that we oh, should no. write we should write a musical based on like the perspective of, of fourth and fifth graders. Nope. Okay. I thought that would be interesting. Adam's like, nope. Like, all right, <laughs> fine. he's like i'd love it because it would be weird and chaotic and i'm like no yeah yeah you'd love it yeah you would love no it, yeah. no one else uh yeah. daryl i did i did wonder so you you have written a lot of music with a lot of different musicians that don't necessarily play your genre of music and mm -hmm. i I, I wonder, like, creating a hook for these songs, regardless of lyrics, because lyrics, I do feel at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We all have very similar experiences. So that could be a little bit easier than writing a, a hook that works for both genres, in a sense, where they blend. Um, how, how is that process? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I, for me, it's just uh, in some of the instances, I so when I write songs, I kind of have three approaches. I can come in with a melody idea. Mm -hmm. um, I can come in with a song title and a, and a theme, or I'll come in with like an instrumental, uh, like kind of like a verse chorus, you know, a bit of a vibe, but maybe an instrumental hook. Okay. And, um, you know, Small Town Big Dreams, which is the hip hop song I did on Dreamers. That was that guitar hook. That intro was just something I put together on my own. Just wanting. I was always a. I loved '90s hip hop. It was something I listened to. I had turntables 100%. when I was young, and I had a huge vibe. So I just uh, really wanted to create something that I could maybe get a hip hop artist to to top line on. And and Lewis did. He you know he came in and just like I played him that beat, and he just loved it. And then he was just like he just kind of went to town. And the story, you know, for him is was so honest lyrically because, you know, he is an immigrant to Canada and he did go through a lot to get here mm. and does live in a small town and, and still is an artist and still dreams big. So, um, yeah, that, you know, again, I just try to create something that feels good to me. And, you know, not everyone loves that, like, you know, but I just I think I got lucky in a few of these songs and some of the relationships that I've built. I think people know my style and and sort of what I create and, and uh, I've been lucky enough for people to, 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 to want to sort of contribute to those ideas and build on those ideas. And, um, but like anything like uh, Justin's, you know, idea there, I think there are things I have shared with people that they're like, nah, I don't like, you know, I could pass through or four instrumental ideas. And I'm like, nah, I don't like that. And they went with the melody that I created. So I think it's just good to have a, a whole bunch of different ideas. I think, yeah. You know, whatever can spark that day, spark interest or creativity that day, it's good to be prepared and have, okay, you don't like that? Okay, that's cool. How about this? Or how about that? Right. And, you know, if none of it works, well, you're probably going to have a, a, <laughs> a rocky session, but uh, I, I haven't totally. found that. It's probably going to be Saint Anger by Metallica. That will be, <laughs> yeah. that's what it's going to turn out. I know it's the I worst don't album ever. I know why they did that. And that was, oh, I was the documentary so, was amazing I, because it was so was ridiculous. Fantastic, but that album was 
doo-doo. Oh, it was so bad. It and was the I was only so time annoyed. I saw them live in concert was because of that album. And I went, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, quite that, the documentary. That's frustrating. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure if a session goes bad and just goes off the rails, that it is the most excruciatingly painful experience. And it's a long six hours or whatever it is. Yeah, I the way that I've been able to sort of man, like I think there's two ways to look like some writers I've written with. It's just like if you don't write a hit song coming out of that session, like it's just like it's the worst. Like I can't handle myself, you know, but for me, it's not about like writing. Like, I don't have to write a hit song the first day I meet you. It's like, let's write. Let's build on this relationship. Let's do more. Let's get better together. Let's continue to create uh, art and a vibe and something that's special. So, you know, I don't have as much of the issue because I know I don't hold on to the that all if if they're, they're not into my ideas i'm 100 happy to go with their lead and to take that and try to add my flair and add something they get excited excited about opposed to just being like all right well we're not writing a hit song today i'm out of here like this is going to be the worst situation in the world so i think it is a mindset thing i think for me it's a long-term game not the short-term game and uh, i think that's really helped me not have like, don't get me wrong, I've been in some awkward sessions, but they've been able, you know, over time, we've been able to work through it and create something special. And um, yeah, so that's kind of my my take and angle on it. That is freaking awesome. I love that you are very open to others also taking the lead. I think it's so important to get the best out of the session that, that you possibly can to be able to... Um, take a back seat if you need to not not saying and, and also be able to take over if you need to that's it's, it's such a um humbling experience to to be able to say you know what my whatever i'm i'm adding at the moment because of this idea isn't quite working so why don't you you know start with this and then i'll just kind of throw in some oh okay that works ah all right so now we're finding something and you know being oh. able to to work together in a sense it's so cool does, does, does that happen with you? I'm going to, I'm asking you, Adam. Oh, okay. My fingers are not working. Yeah. It Adam, is. We'll I mean, you're doing it. Game. Yeah. You're doing, doing it, Peter. Yeah. So does that happen with you? Like when you're doing like, uh, Adam does a lot of voiceover mm -hmm. and he's got many, many voices. Does that happen to you? Like it, you feel that maybe a character, maybe saying something that's not scripted and you're like, well, what about this? you know, and, and, and they just kind of shoot you down and you got to deal with it. Or but do you get put in those situations too? when like you're in a, in a recording booth? Absolutely. A, a lot of the lines in a sense are written out unless they are encouraging improv, which does happen, but it's more in what the voice should actually sound like. Sometimes they hire you, you, they play you back your audition in your headphones and you go, Oh, okay. That's what I did. I can, I can duplicate that you know, it is my voice that I'm hearing. And there we go. Mm -hmm. And then they'll say, you know, can we make, can we make him like maybe five years younger and more gravelly or what have you? And I've had those tweaks absolutely where heavy smoking five years ago, heavy, heavy, heavy smoker <laughs> as a kindergartner. And, um, those tweaks do happen where, where they just are like, we love where you're at, but we want to 
make it perfect for the project. So yeah, that definitely happens a lot. You just kind of have to go with the flow and be open to it because sometimes your ego goes, I like when I did, right? And I don't know why Gladys came out, but that's fine. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I mean, are, are there, are there, okay, so this kind of goes for both of you. Like, are there, are there sessions where just egos get in the way or, and, and then there, there happens to be like a, a bunch of issues because of that? Or, or, I mean, as far as like your experiences, Daryl, I don't know everybody you've worked with. You've worked with some fantastic people. But does every, is everything just kind of smooth sailing and you're just kind of like, you're polite and you're like, yeah, you know, okay, I get that. You know, or that, it, you know, I think, I think it's that for me, it's like trying to figure out like what the ego situation is in these situations, you know? So it, to me, it would be totally stressful to be like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to record this thing and it, it doesn't matter if it would be voiceover or singing. I don't do either. So it would be an awful time for me. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on that I, note. On yeah. that note, on, yeah. I think, yeah, well, yeah, uh, I learned early on, which I wasn't young enough, but I was, you know, old enough to listen to the producers I worked with. And it was always to leave your ego at the door. Um hmm you just you have to throw as much as you can sort of at the wall and and see what sticks and it can, when you get your ego involved it it really inhibits the project and it can inhibit you know your relationship it can inhibit how you know the you know just the the results how things sound you're frustrated and then you know it's sort of i'm sure you know it just it starts to ripple effect you know once you're frustrated in the studio your confidence is gone and then you're not performing right and then just everything's off so um you know i think yeah just leaving your ego at the door is really the most important piece and just be willing to know that you know this isn't the one and only song or or job yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah, have yeah. and that you need to take every experience one at a time and learn from that experience and you know what maybe you won't if it maybe you won't write or work with that person again because it doesn't make sense or it doesn't align with what you're trying to do um but there's no point in getting totally like bent out of shape and, and worrying so much that you know this isn't going somewhere i think it's just a, just it's part of the process and you know when you do write songs or or work like work in this industry you have to do a lot of it before you see success it just does not happen overnight it just takes years and years and years of practice and trial and error and work and work and work and work work and work and work it really like even for me like i just still think close kicks i just have to keep like the the, the go button is full bore still even with this mm -hmm. i'm thinking of the next project and we'll continue to think of what songs i'm going to put out and how i'm going to do it and how i can make it better and sound better and do better on social media it's just going to be constant and i've i've like i said i've written like kevin griffin that guy is better than ezra one of you know a huge artist yes mm -hmm. he is still hustling like he he hustles as hard as i anyone i've ever seen in the industry um another uh a guy named jim cuddy he's a uh, in a band called Blue Rodeo in Canada, probably the one of the most like influential Canadian bands. Jim, I've I've done the Junos with Jim, work with Jim on many occasions. That guy is working. That guy is the most successful Canadian musician right now and works harder than anyone I know. Like plays every gig at every festival, volunteers his time. His face is everywhere all the time. And it's like, 
this guy's successful and he's still doing it. It's just that, you know, if you want to be relevant and you want to keep working, it's something that you do and you'll find the relationships along the way that don't make sense. And you'll also find the relationships that really make sense. It's so interesting how you work your butt off for 10 years and then people call you an overnight success. <laughs> and it's just because they're hearing you for the first time, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you're absolutely right. Like putting in the work, especially in the music industry, you're only as relevant as the last song that you dropped. Yep. And it is so very fleeting in, especially in music, because there's just so much content coming out you go on the streets even here in the states and like people are handing you hey here's my music here's my mute and you're like oh i don't want to listen to this but there's just so much content that it's insane but you also have the album coming out all of these things how long did it take for this album to be compiled especially doing it over zoom and when is everything dropping uh, everything has, it is, has been out, came out August 19th, amazing um, altogether. Um, but it took years. Like, I think if I thought of the first song I wrote with Warren, no, actually the first song it was, you made it home. I wrote with Jim Roach. I wrote that in 2018. Did you so, know? Um, wow. and then that came that out in like 2021, a like a, like a COVID song. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was like you. You wrote that during COVID, like. <laughs> well, you know, strangely enough, that song was written. Um, we both knew someone that was in the hospital, wow, um, and that was going through tough times and had health pre-COVID or because of COVID. Pre-COVID, yeah, wow, and it was just like so. We kind of wrote the song, being like, you know, you made it home, like through all of everything that you've been through. Uh, you got back and and then yeah it kind of was timely with the pandemic it made a lot of sense that home that song and I tried on social media to sort of like highlight um, you know healthcare workers and some yeah. of my TikTok and stuff that people I know because you know they were doing this thankless work and every day putting their lives at risk and then you know making it home to their family and and, and friends every night so um that yeah but that song was written three years ago uh this, this is everything with warren frank was written two and a half years ago and even strangely there's other songs some other artists i haven't had a lot of songs i've written where other artists are releasing them um but that is happening now with songs i wrote two or three years ago i think there's four or five songs now lined up that may come out over the next four or five months that I was just like, I didn't think anything was going to happen with these that's songs. Exciting. I love it because yeah. um, you, 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 you released, uh, you made it home in the the house we built. And I was like, yep. I'm, I listened to the crap out of them. And my wife's like, I love them so much. And I love it. <laughs> and so they're on, they're all, they're on a loop. So most there, a lot of the plays it's me. Um, Thank you. But um, so so it's it's safe to say this there's going to be more like this is like a series of music is almost what you could do it's like it's like a series of music and, and it's like different seasons and episodes i don't know how to explain it I'm not fully caffeinated but it's a story yeah it's a story there and that's go. important you're trying to you're you're trying to convey a message that is wanting to be heard and also relatable because others may not have been able to put the words on it and you found a way to make it musically appropriate for people and that is really awesome to be able to uh it, it, to have covid allow 
these songs that you thought, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe this will never see the light of day to be relatable to a mass amount of people now? Yeah, absolutely. It's just an honor. Like I, I never thought I would have an opportunity to put out music and, and it actually just have engagement and have people like it and have, you know, Justin, you say you listen to it. And like, yeah. I know you mentioned earlier, like I had the NHL Alumni Association use the house we built for like a, an uh, Adam, Adam's like, lighting so up right cool. now because uh, emotional video, total hockey major, work. Yeah. Major league baseball dork. used it for a couple things. Um, so to have oh, your music and then highlight it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's stuff that I never thought was like, possible um so it's inspired me to kind of just continue to do more and continue to collaborate and continue to highlight these great artists um and hopefully i can do the same i love your podcast so i'm just excited to be back and uh, want to share the story and, and and it's just kind of it's like the fun part of of um being an artist today in today's day and age is being able to connect and being able to share your story and, and do it in like a you know kind of do it all online from your from your home it's it's interesting because usually i have to go stand outside for a good 20 hours yeah a venue Mm. being set up and you guys roll in and eat your meatballs or whatever you're eating (laughs) you know and then try to slide in for a conversation which i'm not good at you know, so it, it, to, he to, says he's not good at it. And yet he started this <laughs> podcast. That's yeah. pretty rad. So, so ridiculous. You know, the, the fact that we're able to do this now and it's just, you know, where, where are you? Are you at home? Are you in Canada? I am. A, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, mean, you're in Toronto. And, yeah. I live in a little town called Lindsay. Um, oh, it's cool. about an hour and a half northeast of Toronto. It's a town Got I grew it. up in. Oh, cool. And, uh, so are you a Leafs fan? Oh, oh, I'll jump on the bandwagon if they're good enough, you know. Oh wow! I mean, they've been good the last couple of years. So. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> well, it's hard with the Leafs. They've, you know, they're the. I think it's a lot of heartache. The, the longest professional sports team that have not won a championship now. Like, yeah. like sixty. What was it? Sixty-seven or something was the last time they won the Stanley Cup. So it's, it's been a it's been a really long time. I remember the Kings were until two thousand twelve, and that was really tough because uh, it was the Cubs, then the Kings took over, and now the Leafs have taken over, and it's just it's it, it's hard, and I totally understand. Um, it, but a tough place to play. Like Toronto is, I would. I, I, it's like the media attention and the pressure yeah. of playing in Toronto. Like you see, it's like, an iconic franchise. It is. And then, you know, I think the Tampa Bay or something, you're like, you know, you're at the beach every single day and less media presence where you're in Toronto, you're just constantly under the spotlight and constantly have this pressure to do well. So hopefully this uh, coming hockey season, I can snag some uh, Maple <laughs> Leafs, uh, sync opportunities that would be pretty cool. oh that would be so sick i think anything where your music is used in a pref- a professional sport like kind of setting i would lose my absolute mind <laughs> uh it, it, it like when it is embedded in like the video games especially you know that it becomes like your theme when you're watching yes. the sport or playing the sport and that is huge you know yes. so i hope that does happen because that would be so awesome that'd be insane well things Fingers like that it's just it's exciting it's kind of like hearing your your music on on the radio for the first time or yeah i, I would i yeah. would assume yeah 
you know, it, it, it's like for those that don't know how radio works and whatnot, and then you hear your music and you're like, oh my God. That's a pullover situation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 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 Oh my God. Um, so I, I know we're, we're talking about uh, you and close kicks. All right. Is there anything going on with the Strombellas that you can talk about or? Hmm. Interesting. <sighs> Not really, to be honest. Sorry, that is a pretty boring, boring update. Um, no, it's all right. No, not nothing's ever boring. No, we ask <laughs> because we don't know. You know. Yeah, we're just laying low, like with COVID and just sort of some of you know with our children and school yeah. and different quarantining and just it just hasn't made sense this year to 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 jump into anything. So um, we're just laying low, like we're sending some ideas around to one another um we're That's starting to slowly think about new music and uh, yeah. it's on the radar and it's it's progressing and but you know beyond that it's it's yeah that's really it i think 2022 is 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 we're going to ramp up it also must be hard to get all of you together on a zoom because it's not it's not like you're three people yeah you know, how, many, so. how many people are in in the strumbellos there are six of us um a lot so it is tricky to to find we we kind of just stick with weekly calls it's like it's at this time and you know <laughs> we're meeting and if you don't make it you don't make it and you might miss a decision that gets made but it's kind of just how it has to happen within the group when you get to such a large group definitely um, and we've been doing it long enough that i think we all trust each other uh to not make uh incredibly and an, an uh, executively dumb decision yoko yes. ono decisions <laughs> yes yes there's enough of us that can we hire know, hit the pause paper. button and say yeah <laughs> well we so, also have we also have gifts for you yeah which is pretty rad is um we have like sponsors and such we have now two. wow we do. Sponsors. yeah yeah, so we convinced one, people that we we need to give people they, things. They said, nice. We we get free candy. That's pretty much what it is. It's, it's all about the sugar high, really. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so I don't have the little flash. It's going to come up on the screen. And for those that are always listening, uh, we we have we are sponsored by Miss Marita's hard candy slides. Right. Oh, Adam's got his own special yeah. bottle, right? Nice. And uh, and so the nice thing about this is that. Uh, this is this is all handmade in a man's cool. house in Louisiana. Yeah, beautiful, and it's incredible. And this so is good tasting it's candy. A, it, it's it's very clean candy. So what I love about it is that um, the the last episode we were talking with Jay Duckworth, and uh, number one failure was an option, or failure is not an option. Failure is mandatory, essentially. Yes, in order, yes. In order to learn. So when you hit on that. Uh, I was like, mm, okay, all right. Jay was right. <laughs> There's either success or learning. And yes, we were we were is. talking about handmade things, right? Yeah. So uh, now that yeah, everybody, it's still you know kind of during COVID, and and everybody is kind of hand making these things now. Um, the the story with Scott is that his mom used to make these uh, little cinnamon candies for everybody for Christmas. For Christmas. Ah. <laughs> And uh, when she passed, uh, he started carrying this on, and and he makes this candy at home uh, with one pot, one batch wow. at a time, two hours <laughs> at a time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, two I'm hours excited. at a time, and I absolutely love it. And then the so you'll have to go to the website hardcandyslides.com, pick yeah. your flavor, and they'll send you send you a bottle, which is great. I will. I will have happy to have it. Uh, I will well, have linked in the description our ten percent off discount too. 
Yeah. Oh, you can say we that. also have another sponsor, so you get something really cool that you actually these get to show awesome. off. Awesome. So yeah. th- these are made by a friend of mine. I'm I am a Freemason. Uh, yes. and I have Freemason buddies, and they make lovely things. And he was like, I could make you cufflinks that you could give away. I was like, dude, yes, jewelry, wonderful. So these are these are going to be the cufflinks. These are the uh, the Masonic tartan apron. Those are the colors wow. and whatnot. But he hand makes all of these. Beautiful. Um, and so you'll be receiving a pair of cufflinks, which is I don't think anybody else is giving out cufflinks. No, I've never. <laughs> no, I don't definitely think so, not. They are beautiful. The, um, the candy and cufflink combination. Candy and cufflink. Just... You know, so if you have any ideas, you know, what else we could put in our swag bag? It's the weirdest one so far. Hey. So I mean, cool though. I, I oh, want to get some cool. crazy, uh, crazy stuff in there. I'm not gonna lie. That would be the the business Masonic tartan aprons. And uh, there's an email if you want to contact Sam, and it's at Masonic tartan aprons dot com so thank you to our sponsors um because people love cufflinks and candy cufflinks and candy who Cuff doesn't candy absolutely so you'll be receiving gifts i well, recommend the juice and fruity candy thank you it has it's my... been a pleasure speaking i love being able to tell my story it's such an honor to it's an evolution yeah. So, so last time sure. it was like, you know, I put out a couple songs, you know, I put out a couple singles and it's like awesome. And then you're like, I have more. I'm like, mm, yes. <laughs> I have an <laughs> album and it, it entire song me so much. So like Adam will go on these auditions and he'd be like, I'm the voice of so-and-so. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's kind of like the same with you. It's like, you know, to see new music come out, I get so excited. I'm like, Jen, Jen, you have to listen to this. And she's like, I love this too. Awesome. You know, so it's, it's so much fun because I, I, it's just, it's there. I get an update every time, you know, you upload new music, it goes into my playlist and I'm like, dude, what is this? That's awesome. What is this? Exactly. Well, I will keep, I will keep at that. You will hopefully in the next couple months, there'll be something new again. So. Well, you are, you have an infinite past to be here because I, I love hearing you and your thought process. And I get to know you a little bit better every single time, you know, you know, when we're not outside standing in Utah weather, being <laughs> rained on, which then turns into heat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that I was could only crazy. imagine. We were also we were soggy. We were yes. soaking wet, and it was AWOL Nation on stage, and then uh, it, it, everybody was just soaking wet. But the fans were so excited. Period. No, they had massive, massive smiles on their faces, and and you know that I that's how I met the Strumbellas. That, that's that's how I met Daryl. You know, best it, story ever. Best story <laughs> ever. You never know. I think. Honestly, with with that, I think that's a beautiful ending. I agree. I heartedly agree. agree as well. I had a just a blast chatting with you guys. Well, well thanks for coming be, on. Be sure to link you on Instagram uh, at Close Kicks on Instagram, Close yep. Kicks on TikTok. Uh, you are streaming, I think, literally on every platform which is challenging because i think we are on now on like seven eight streaming platforms Mm -hmm. there's a lot yeah there's a lot or there's a lot so if you are if you can't find us okay so who's listening now 
you go tell them, just go to anchor.fm backstage pass uh, podcast or backstage with Justin and Adam. And we have all of our links there. We are also on Amazon Music. We're also on Apple Apple Podcasts. We are everywhere. You can We're find on Spotify, them. all of the things. Spotify, all of the things. It's fantastic. all of the things. So make sure you do that. I'm going to link everybody's uh, uh, social medias in the list below, along with the discount for the candy. Mm, very important. Yes. Get your sweet on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you may get a cavity, but it's totally <laughs> worth it. I have five. <laughs> all in one tooth it's very strange what that's just not a tooth anymore it's a hole <laughs> <laughs> true all that's right really true everybody stay safe be respectful of one another take care bye bye thank bye. you <laughs>